Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023 The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products Let's go! Well, Aston Villa hit five and it could have been more at Easter Road last night. With us is Stephen McGinn who was at the match. Andy Walker, a Hibs player of the past. I nearly said legend, but we'll reserve that for, (laughs) to be fair, for your Celtic status. Yep, Andy and Stephen. So what's going to happen tonight in the capital hearts up against Pauk and Aberdeen? They kick off in Sweden in less than an hour. Stephen, first up, how did you feel last night? Because you had some time at Hibs and your brother's the captain of the the 5-0 victors. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. You know, it was apart from taking out, out all the whole Hibs connection, it was a big night for John personally. He lead out Aston Villa. You know, it was only a few years ago they were in the English Championship. So it's another milestone in their return to the top. So it was a big moment for him. He was nervous, wasn't he? Pre match, he said. Yeah, so he says, yeah. Um, but he looked to have enjoyed the night. And apart from a few booze during the game, he seemed to really enjoy the, the reception he got from the Hibs uh, crowd. I was really surprised at that. I thought he would be welcomed with open arms at Easter Road. He did so much there. He got Hibs the, the Scottish Cup after so long. And Kaching as well. He got them a lot of yeah. money. Um, and he was booed as, every time he touched the ball. I know he got a better reception uh, at the end of the game. But I was just really surprised, especially given what he has done for Scotland as well. Maybe, I mean, I was at Hibs a short spell I was there. Mm. They constantly spoke about with John Go because of the selling. Maybe it's because he signed a new contract. (laughs) Perhaps. Oh, exactly. (laughs) So if you want to speak to Stephen and Andy, just uh, two days after Rangers, a 2-2 performance against the much-fancied PSV Eindhoven. Andy, it was a great game to watch, wasn't it? Really enjoyed it. I mean, it was end-to-end stuff. It was played at great pace. I think you saw the quality of PSV, just the way they they, they played the ball and and knocked it around, one-touch passing in the midfield. I think they were quite wasteful from middle to front. Um, But I thought the goals that Rangers scored were right out of the top drawer. It's all to play for next Wednesday, and obviously PSV are uh, favourites. How can they struggle the way they did against Morton and play so well against a top team? Well, when you've got a full house, when you know what's at stake, when everyone is just a, a step or two away from actually taking part in the Champions League up against Europe's best, I think that puts a yard on your stride and uh, you could tell the importance of the of the tie. Still all to play for. When you're at home, uh, I mean, you want to gain some sort of advantage, just a goal, especially now, given that there's no... Uh, away goals don't really matter at all. Is that quite a good um, thing, do you think? um, I I was a wee bit reluctant at first. It seems to have just fed into everyone's dynamic. You know, it doesn't matter whether you, you know, you lose a goal, you can try and go up the park and score another one. But um, yeah, still all to play for in in Eindhoven. And um, I think uh, PSV are still favourites, but Rangers have obviously been there before and got a result last year. Celtic fans, we're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers quite a bit of audio today ahead of the weekend. And since we last spoke to both of you, you especially Andy as a Celtic striker of the past, um, the treble dream is over for this year. But we'll come back to that in a moment or two. And Andy and Stephen are here. If you want to give us a call, 0808 17 
17700 or join the conversation at Go Football Show. Stephen, what about Rangers then? The other night, it was a great game to watch, wasn't it? It's been to a message here from Big Peter in Mercantile Chambers, big Rangers fan, at 2-2. Sure, they would love to have held on, but they were under so much pressure. Rangers did well. Yeah, they were under a lot of pressure. I think at times they conceded possession to PSV, um, which to their credit, I, I thought on the night, I thought Conor Goldson was the man of the match. I thought he was outstanding um, for all their play. It seemed that every time they get in, in behind Tavernier or Barisic, he was there to intercept things or get his head to, to things. I thought, especially, I thought it was a real leader's performance from Conor Goldson. And, you know, it was 2-2 last year and they went over to Eindhoven to win. So I, I think they've enough confidence in the group they can go over and repeat that but they're going to be up against it at times and in the midfield they did well and, and can't well obviously up front or he was everywhere wasn't he has he surprised you Andy how well he's done since he came from Norwich no I'm just surprised he didn't play in the first game of the season against Kilmarnock he was one of the yep. ones you would have down as a, an automatic uh, starter but the fact that now he's playing further up and doing all of his best work 30, 40 yards from goal he can he can do things himself but he can create um, as well and he's much more dangerous in that advanced role I think that's where he's at his best They're now saying that uh, Celtic are the favourites to sign on a loan or whatever Kieran Tierney not wanted it's over at Arsenal isn't it Andy for yes. him at the moment it is definitely um, over at Arsenal training on his own so um, a number of clubs have been mentioned Newcastle we know the story it looked as though he was off to San Sebastian lovely part of northern Spain in the Basque region Real Sociedad but it swung back towards Celtic. Do you think he will be coming and how do you feel about that? I wonder how they'll structure it. Nobody knows at the moment, but I mean, the fans want something to happen because the weekend going out of the cup was not what they expected. I still can't see Kieran Tierney coming back to Scottish football. I still think he would much rather play with a big club down there. And Newcastle seemed a, a great fit for him given that they're in the Champions League. He already has Champions League experience as well as international experience. If he comes back to Celtic, no doubt it's a you know it's a great story and the fact that that club will be very close to his heart. But I'm just surprised at the way Celtic have gone about their business. You know when they sold Jota, which was you know a big surprise, but everyone would accept that 25 million for a player who's only been there for a couple of years is just a great piece of business. And I'm just surprised they haven't made a, a statement signing, you know, someone to really excite the fans to get them on the, the edge of their seat. Um, they've still got a bit of time to do that before this window closes, but um, it's obviously a, a big blow to lose so many players, so many central defenders, and it looks as though you're going into a game at Ibrox um, you know, with some inexperience, unless they get someone. I imagine they'll go and get someone on loan. I mean, Brendan Rodgers will need to look at that market. He can't wait until the middle of October before he gets, uh, you know, Carter Vickers uh, back. And um, uh, who's who's the other one that's... Uh, well, Navroski now is injured Nabrowski. as well. So, yep. Yeah, so those two, I think, will be back in October. You'll want to get a signing in, a loan signing, because the big games are coming thick and fast and Celtic will be involved in the Champions League by that they, time. They sure are. Brendan Rodgers was asked today about Kieran Tierney. Listen, I would never speak about Kieran other than the time that I had him here you know he's an Arsenal player and uh, and that's where he's at but I think for, for himself Kieran will want to play you know he's not a he's not a young player anymore he's, he's a he's a player that will want to, to play football no doubt you know especially the where he was with Arsenal for his first uh, couple of years and, and at times captain in the club so um, 
Obviously, they got a really strong squad. Mikel's done a fantastic job there, but for Kieran himself, I'm sure he'll be looking to go out and play. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the way I would see it. Stephen McGinn, what's your take on it? Yeah, just I want him to get out of Arsenal now. Um, I think he's a really important player, and I think I, I don't know what's going on there actually, but I just don't like how it's turned out for for Kieran Tierney. When you think of the the injuries they've got in that area, they've got a right back, the backup right back playing left back, and him being sent off, and he can't even get on the bench. So he's too important for our, us as a national team for for him not to play in football. To be, I mean, looks like he's training aside from the group. So just if, if he can get out of Arsenal as soon as possible. Listen, whether he comes to Celtic or not, Brendan Rodgers might be someone that he's leaning on in terms of direction for his next move. Um, he'll be someone he trusts. And I've been there in football when, when I returned to a club, uh, came back up to St Man. Yeah. And part of the attraction for that for me was I was really not enjoying my football. And the attraction for the club and for the manager, Jack Ross at the time, was, it was a club and a manager really trusted. And, and I was just desperate to go and enjoy my football again. And Were you happy it, when you came back? Yeah, but it turned out to be a real yeah. good decision. And uh, you can never take for granted how much, when a manager trusts you and puts confidence in you, how much you can enjoy your football again. And it, and it is, a lot of people say it's an easy option to come back, but it's also the option to, to enjoy playing for he's, a big club. I think he's still good enough. I think he's still good enough to play in the Premier League in England. I mean, it hasn't worked out for him at Arsenal. He has played some really good games for them. I think he's still got great ability. I would imagine there's a number of clubs, not just Newcastle, not just Real Sociedad, who who would be interested in taking Kieran Tierney because he's he's a quality player. He sure is. You mentioned injuries at the back. This is the latest uh, front. There's some good news as well about Alistair Johnson, but in general, it's a worrying time for Celtic. Yeah, it's obviously disappointing for us in terms of um, Cameron Carter-Vickers, uh, Mike Naroki and uh, and Stephen Welsh probably about uh, eight weeks. So um, Stephen Welsh obviously had an operation uh, just the other day, so he's come through that well. The other two, we were hopeful that they would be back sooner, but um, but with sort of further scans on them, puts them at probably about eight weeks from now. So uh, Rio Atati will be back um, international break during that. Um, you also we've got Mikey Johnson will be next week. Uh, we've got uh, Kobayashi will be in the international break, and uh, and oh, we'll we'll return next week to training. Uh, Alistair Johnson's back, which is great news for us. He's trained well, and uh, will be available for the weekend. So a lot of question marks there at the back, but it doesn't sound like good news for CCV for a bit of time, not for the Rangers game anyway. So Celtic fans, what are you thinking? You're asking who are they going to recruit or what's going to happen? How many days to go, Andy? Or Steve, yeah. is it seven days to go in the transfer window? Week, seven or eight go, days, yeah. yep. Here's the manager. We'll do that before the end of the window. I think the, the, the game last week, you know, we could have been 2-0 up in the first uh, 10 minutes of the game. But after that, and especially when Kilmarnock went in front, we just didn't quite have that... Um, a little bit of finesse and that little those moments of magic really that you need to uh, to break down teams that are that are low on on the field. So so we're hoping that we can uh, do that over the course of the coming days. Stephen, what would you expect to see happen at Celtic recruitment wise? Incomings, yeah, yeah. I think I think a centre half will happen now. Mm. Um, see Brendan Rodgers speaking of potentially an experienced one. Um, the first one he springs to mind just be his relationship with him is Johnny Evans. Um, so I would expect a centre half. 
last week, two weeks ago, when you, when Brendan's saying he's quite comfortable with the centre half position, all of a sudden it's become a must. Um, it's too important an area to to be light in. So I would expect another winger. I think the the Jota replacement still not came in yet. And when when you're just looking at the the team, you, there's a lot of rumours over Rio Hatate potentially going. Yeah. He is that one, but he's the dynamic midfielder in, in that area. I think you would need to replace him if there's any any doubt that he's going to leave. We'll come back to that in a moment. What about Lewis Palmer? He's been mentioned. Uh, the RS Thessalonica winger, three and a half million pounds. It could be. Andy, would you welcome that move? Just, well, just someone in that position. And uh, Celtic wouldn't balk at any sort of fee in that range. Uh, they've done it before. And um, I know that players are already put in front of Brendan Rodgers. Whether they, I mean, I've no doubt they'll get some business done both in and out in the next seven days. But uh, Celtic are very cash rich. And uh, you just wonder why they haven't made a statement signing. And I know any time you criticise the Celtic board, it's, uh, I mean, they're... They're very thin-skinned and uh, they'll always point to the fact that, you know, 17 trophies out of the last 21, they'll just go about their business in the same way. But these are things that Celtic supporters are speaking about every day and uh, they're just wondering why, you know, Celtic haven't made a, a statement signing given that they had this extraordinary piece of business. You know, 25 million for Jota. Mm. I know you don't get it get everything up front yeah. it's not as though you get 25 yeah. million in the bank the next day but uh, it's a great piece of business and I'm just surprised they're you know we're already in to the season and um, I, I'm just surprised they haven't done some some bigger and better business up until now What about the defensive recruit that will come in Stephen you said uh, the manager spoke about this today I think we have to look at it there's no doubt it's, uh, it's an area that uh, we're light on like you say when you're losing three players for that length of time and knowing that the number of games that we will have and, and the importance of every game, then uh, it's, it's definitely something we have to look at. Johnny Evans, you see a lot of English football. Andy, would you welcome the defender coming to I Celtic? Think, I think he's still got it. I yeah. think he's a top player, great professional, he's looked after himself, played with big clubs, played really well uh, with, with big clubs and what Stephen was alluding to earlier about the the very recent close relationship that Johnny Evans had with uh, Brendan Rodgers at Leicester. So I think he's still got a lot to offer. And I, I can see Celtic getting someone in on loan. If it's an experienced player, then you know Johnny Evans obviously fits the bill. He did it in the first spell when he brought in Colo Touré for a short period. And yeah. you remember the Man City game, Colo Touré played in that game. So it's, it's something he's did before. So... I'm sure, I mean, Brendan Rodgers has had a couple of months to assess that, that Celtic squad and I think you're still two or three short of being a, a Brendan Rodgers team so there's no doubt he'll be wanting to get three or four in maybe maybe as much as that before next week. Man United clearly not listening to us they're close to agreeing a one-year deal with Johnny Evans that's uh, breaking news maybe a loan. that has come in maybe a loan <laughs> Celtic might step in on that if it's it, Man United Yeah, it's but it is be, something yeah, that sure. you would I mean obviously with the, the injuries to Carter Vickers yeah. and Abrosky You've got skills in Lager Bielka at the moment. Alistair Johnson could could play in there. But Celtic are yeah. light there just now. So I, I, if I think it makes sense to go and get an experienced player on loan. And you know that uh, Brendan Rodgers will know who's in and out of the first team picture down south especially. Right, lots more to come from him. And we'll hear from you as well ahead of the game with St Johnson. And who would have thought it though that the dreams of another treble are over. But Andy... They don't come easily, do they? I mean, I heard what you said a few moments ago, but the, the, 
Celtic the club might say you don't win trebles all the time and uh, you do lose some games yeah I mean uh, um, when I won a league with Celtic we won uh, a Scottish Cup as well we were yeah. knocked out by Aberdeen I've got to say I think I think at that point Aberdeen Dundee United were maybe a bit stronger than they are at the moment but oh they were weren't um, they for sure yeah, the, but, the new firm but yeah, yeah I mean there's uh, trebles certainly don't uh, come easy I think the biggest prize at the start of every season is always the league gets you into the Champions mm. League and especially now as the Champions League is expanding it's giving you even more access to money which keeps you further and further away from your closest rivals if you're prepared to spend wisely. Is it a bit flat at the moment, do you think, in general yes. Celtic? Yeah, I think Isn't it is. Yeah. I think I think they they've lost that sparkle of their you know, there was a big personality in Jota. He was someone who could score goals on a big occasion. He was someone that the Celtic supporters really looked at. And just in general, the style of play that Ange Postecoglou had it was very quick, it was very fast, it got you on the edge of your, your seat. I've got brothers that are season ticket holders at mm. Celtic and they couldn't wait to get to a game because they know they were going to be entertained. Brendan Rodgers, a bit different. We bit, um, you know, side to side, we bit more passing, we bit more possession, but not really found that pizzazz yet that, uh, that the Celtic supporters are looking for, I think. It was flat. It reminded me. I went to Paisley last year, uh, last year when St. Man yeah. beat Celtic two 0 That's September. Very, time. very similar. The bit that the bit that I was thinking for, I, I really thought it was going to be a hard game. I thought it was a real difficult tie for Celtic. The stage of the season they're at, but stuff like going down there, they've only got one recognised striker available. I know Dyson Maida potentially could could play there, but he's been a, predominantly a winger for Celtic. But not even having another striker to, to put on with with all being injured, I find that sort of thing strange when. Over the years, Celtic have always had that third and fourth striker to, to bring on in, in the search for goals at times. And what about Jota? What's the word? What is happening? He's now reportedly being wanted by Fenerbahce. So 25 million, what, six weeks ago? But he's no longer wanted there at the club. They're talking about he might be loaned out over there or could he be going to Turkey? Absolutely no idea. I saw the links with Karim Benzema mm -hmm. potentially leaving for the same team. So if someone as good as Karim Benzema is um, not adjusting to life there, then... Who knows for Jota, but it's a shame because at the stage he was at, he'd become such a pivotal player for Celtic. And Andy said a, a hugely popular figure with the, the support and seemed to really embrace it. And he seems to be a bit in limbo, uh, albeit with heavy pockets. Benzema, <laughs> we call him Benzema, but you call him Benzema, and you'll be right because you're much closer <laughs> to the action, Stephen McGinn, as you were last night at uh, Easter Road five 0 Andy. You worried for Hibs, or is it? Come on, this is another. I think what it told yeah. you was that Unai Emery is looking to get another European trophy. I mean, Aston Villa have got a big squad. They could have made ten changes and still have given uh, Hibs a, a, a right good game. But he picked his top side. Uh, all the big players were there. They wanted this job done uh, in Edinburgh. They've got it done. I mean, the the, the second leg is a formality uh, and you wonder how Hibs will approach it, never mind uh, Villa. But I think Villa realised there's a European trophy up for grabs. Perhaps a wee bit inspired by the fact that West Ham United won it last yeah. year and you saw what it meant to the club, to Davy Moyes, to the West Ham fans. And now you've got uh, three European trophies again. Um, I think European football is tremendous for, for players, for managers, for coaches. You know, you can learn so much in it. And uh, I think Villa, uh, you know, will want to give this a right good run. And obviously the golf in class tells you there's a, an enormous gulf 
and financial uh, reserves. So uh, no surprise, uh, you know. To, there's no shame in losing to Aston Villa, but you know Hibs, Hibs were poor on the night, defensively very poor. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. They pride themselves on honesty, integrity, quality, and workmanship. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy, Paul Cooney, Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn. On the day when it looks as though the love affair with Liverpool is over, which one is it this time? Mo Salah. Looks as though he's off to Saudi, Andy. It's a remarkable move and I think it tells you a lot about um, the attraction of going to a new league where you've got Ronaldo, you've got Neymar. You've now got what, the arguably the top striker, uh, well, the top two strikers mm. Uh, have have left English football, which is remarkable. I mean, Harry Kane's gone to Germany, yeah. and you can understand that he's going to a club that are serious contenders for the Champions League. But if Mo Salah leaves Liverpool to go to Saudi, uh, anyone can go after that if he if he goes there. Are you serious when you say he's going to join these other great players? Surely it's the petrol dollars, it's the tax free. <laughs> It's the well, it's the fact that he's the probably the best striker alongside Harry Kane. That uh, the biggest, the richest league in the world over the last number of years. But they're now being dwarfed by you know some of these transfer fees, some of these wages that they are paying in Saudi. And if Mo Salah can go there, anyone is up for grabs. Stephen, yes, yeah, it's, it's well, it's, it's about the money, isn't it? Um, He's got everything he could want at, at Liverpool, probably other than Champions League final, so uh, Champions League football. So pretty sobering it'll be for the Liverpool fans. Be, you still associate them with being one of the challengers for Man City, and he's a big reason. He's a big part of why you, you think Liverpool could be one of the teams that could beat Man City in any given day. So a real blow for Jurgen Klopp that would be. It sure is, and there's so many other transfers on the go. Some of them being rejected at the moment. It's just it's changed, hasn't it? Two months ago. Hardly anyone had gone, but there's a whole stream of them. Jota, one of them, but and just, still a week yeah. to go, so yeah. there'll still be yeah. big business yeah. in and out uh, in Scotland. Big business for us because we're always excited about players that come to to Scottish football, as well as ones that we've really enjoyed watching, and they sometimes leave Scottish football. Yep, changes behind the scenes. Someone new coming in at Rangers. James Taylor has been announced as Rangers' new chief financial officer. I'll throw this one in. I don't know if Stephen will get it. Yeah, he's a good friend. You'll get a friend. <laughs> James Taylor? No, before your time, probably. <laughs> I remember uh, that. Yeah, you remember that's that a, one. That's a good one. Yeah. James Taylor is there. So many changes at Rangers. On the pitch itself, well, Tom Lawrence took another step towards a comeback uh, after captaining the B team against the Hamilton 11 uh, just the over 24 hours ago. So, good sign. He's been missing for a long time. You rate him, don't you, Stephen? Tom Lawrence, yep. yes. I, I just think they've got so many players that want to play mm -hmm. the same position. I, I struggle to see where he fits in. Um, and you think Todd Cantwell... When everyone, when everything's got going, you, you'd say he's the main number ten. So, but there's an opportunity off the bench. Kieran Dills showed glimpses of, of talent, but it's definitely an area of the park for the Tom Lawrence can can offer something. So two two the other night against PSV. Afterwards, the manager Michael Beale. I think with this new team coming together, you want to see some good signs for him. And tonight, when we were struggling, we fought for each other, we run for each other, we problem solved on the pitch. We're a team that generally and usually has between 60 and 70% possession. Tonight was a different type of performance. The weekend will be different again. This new group are learning very, very quickly. And I think nights like tonight bring them together. I don't want anybody to underestimate us next week because it's in our club to go and, and put this performance on. And we'll, 
have our thousands traveling over there as fans and as a team we're going there to get this job done and we'll give it everything we can it's a cup final and I think tonight for my group of players will as a new team they need like nights like tonight it was a huge night the crowd played a part Andy I would say it was one of those special European atmospheres it's just an yeah. extraordinary noise you get on nights like that Champions League football European football but you could tell the, the PSV players weren't phased by it they're used to it they're international players Rangers won't be phased when they go uh, over to, to Holland to experience the atmosphere in Eindhoven some of the players were there um, last season of course and against all odds they, they got the job done so uh, looking forward to the second leg. What about this man? He spoke about the guy who scored the second goal for Rangers. He wasn't mentioned much during the close season, but he's back in. He came on and made a difference against uh, Livingston. And my goodness, what a goal the other night. Yeah, when I came into the club, he'd, he'd had a knee issue that was long-standing. And in every game that Rabi's played for Rangers, there's been moments for him to score on assist. And it all comes down to his final pass or his final shot. He's aware of that. He come back for pre-season and, and come back in great condition. Um, and he's had a real go and I'm pleased for him. I think the last two or three performances he's done really well. He gives us something we don't have, but also we have a lot of variety and we want to keep the opponents guessing and I think him and Abdullah give us something um, a little bit different this year that we maybe didn't have all times last year and I just felt that the the spaces in this game, it was made for Rabi. That's why he came into the squad and, and uh, he, he obviously uh, rewarded himself with the goal. Stephen, how would you fancy coming up against Rabi Matondo? Not, not this current version of Rabi Matondo. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> the volley at the end is unbelievable yeah. technique. I mean, if that goes in, it's one of the great goals at Ibrox in, of all time, um, especially the moment, mm -hmm. so late in the game. And I think if he's directly competing with Seema at the minute, I think he's a strong favourite for who's going to get the jersey. Um, I watched the game with, with the game with Falkirk on Tuesday night, so I watched the game when I got home. And I think... Had he not scored the goal, he might have been lucky to see the second half, Sima. Um, but hugely impressed with Matondo when he came on. Um, if he keeps this up, he's going to be hard to keep out of that team. And his pace, a factor maybe away from home, give them an option, because they're going to obviously uh, sustain a lot of pressure, but it could give them an outball. Yeah, PSV are favourites. They've gone away from home. They're still level pegging. They've sized each other up and they, they know that Rangers have got a bit of pace. Uh, PSV will know that you know, Rangers can hurt them. And they'll still be hurting from last year, the fact that uh, Rangers knocked them out at this stage. So all to play for, I don't think all that chat about teams un underestimating uh, opponents, they just don't do it at the playoff uh, stage of the Champions League. There's just too much to play for. Here's the manager speaking then about the game and how it's different from the opponents that you come up against normally in Scotland. It's the only time we've had to defend. It's the only time in, in the games that we've played, in all, in, in all fairness to the domestic games, the three domestic games and the two games against Sevet, we had the majority of possession. Tonight was a different type of game. There were spells in the game where we really had to defend. We had less possession and it gives you different things and different qualities to show. So it was, a, it was the best performance in a certain way. But in the way that we want to play, of course, I would like us to have more possession, more spells in the game where we show more composure because that will lead uh, to more chances. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's the greatest performance I've ever seen from my group of players because I've got, I've got, highest estim I've got high ambition for this group uh, domestically and in Europe. So I think we can go again. And let's hope that this time next week we're talking about even a more complete performance from them. Stephen, do you follow him in that one? 
No, because I think um, Kilmarnock really made them work. Uh, the, the night they beat them, I thought they, Kilmarnock threw everything at them at times and were deserving of their victory. Um, but I did. I, I thought Rangers were really resolute. Uh, I think they scored at the right times. I think they'd be really frustrated with the, the second goal so soon after the 2-1 lead because I think PSV are a better side than the version last year I think they've got a, yeah. I think mm-hmm. they've got a manager in that's it's been a good manager for a long time very experienced I think they've added a few bits of quality I thought the right winger Bakayoko mm-hmm. he looks a super talent he yeah. gave Bonabaris a real tough time and I think it's going to be very hard for Rangers to repeat it over there but what they did they did show is that they can defend I, th- I still think Conor Goldson's Rangers most important player and as I said I thought he was the clear man of the match for me the other night Andy would you agree? Yeah, uh, absolutely with everything there because Kamalak did give Rangers a hard time. I think what Rangers also have, I think they've got a big personality in goal. I think you've already seen that from Jack Butland in the previous Champions League uh, qualifier. He made big saves at an important moment. So you can tell he uh, has got the appetite for the big occasion. And Rangers will need everyone at their best, uh, obviously defensively. But they'll need that. Uh, I think when you saw the possession stats, you realise PSV are, are much more comfortable mm. with the ball and Rangers will will uh, know that they'll have more of the ball next Wednesday. But they will be able to hit them on the break. They'll have to use that pace. They've got Matondo now. who That will give them a huge boost having got that goal. Such an important goal. Um, and Rangers will need to defend better if they go in front next week. Michael Beale spoke about the disappointment around the second goal. So there's a concern when you concede off a set play, but we'll even that up next week. That's the that's the message to the players. You no know, set plays are are an important part of the game, and if we defend that moment well, then we go next week with with a lead. Now the way it is, we've got to go away from home and get a result uh, to go through. The club's done it before. Uh, we've played a lot in Europe the last few years. Our away form's been good. We played against an opponent tonight that's not been beat in many months and clearly it's a good team. It's been well invested in, but there's areas in their team we can hurt them and it's important that next week we need to show 10% more. I think tonight for my new group of players, it was a really important night. There was moments in the game where we struggled, but we fought really hard for each other. There was moments in the game where we did well. The crowd played a big part of it as well. Delighted for Abdul Scoring, delighted for Rabi Matondo to score his first goal. The fans now will get behind those guys for sure. But I thought Cyril Dessas tonight, he also showed why he's coming to the club. I thought he won the tussle between the two centre-backs and he comes away with two assists and I'm delighted with him. Yeah, he's speaking there obviously at the beginning about losing the second goal. John Suter maybe could have done better uh, yeah. at that point. Um, he mentions there about Seema, who got, I mean, it was a screamer from Seema, wasn't it? And yet, as Stephen said, he could have been taken off maybe at half-time. They haven't established yet who the out-and-out striker is, though. Have they at Rangers? None of them yet have No, they haven't. And it yeah. may be a bit of a surprise that Danilo didn't uh, mm. play from the start because he's looked maybe the more likely to, to nail down that spot. He's played out left. He's played through the middle. He looks better through the middle. But Rangers are top-heavy um, in the last third of the pitch. They've got a lot of options. And as we mentioned over the last few weeks, just trying to find the... A little bit of understanding and combination and um, those relationships that you have with, with the players beside you, it's so important. Have you any view on... Sorry, Stephen. No, it was, just, yep. it was definitely... Dessers looked a lot more comfortable the other night. Um, I wonder if Michael Beale thought that PSV might have a lot of possession and 
he went with Dessers for the presence, maybe a, a bit of a target target focal point to get them up the park at times. Uh, whereas maybe goes back to Danilo for the for the game on Saturday when they are going to have more possession. But he definitely looked a lot more comfortable as a Rangers player. Yeah, Dessers. And what about his assist? That assist, especially wanting the second goal from Matondo. What about the move? The, the, the goal is brilliant. Yep. It's, it's almost unstoppable. It's happened so quick, mm. and Matondo finishes it so well. Um, other than the offside yeah. flag, uh, everything about it was pitch perfect. Absolutely brilliant. The weight of the pass, I mean, you don't even need to break your stride, Matondo. It's just perfect. Passed it into the net. It was a it was a really good goal. It was a really quick goal, you know, not a lot of touches needed from so far, almost in your own half once you play that forward pass. And then, of course, it, it tells you that, um, you know, the VAR that they had on the night, the decision was reached really quickly. And I think that was the best part about it because... I think every player, every manager, they'll always trust the technology and they'll always trust the fact that it's a, it's a right or a wrong. You're on or you're off, even allowing for the really fine margins. But the fact that it was reached so quickly, I think, helps. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have that uh, here in Scotland. We can't get those decisions really quickly. We've got a, a you know, a... A, a VAR version, a light version of of VAR. You could you yeah. could spend more on VAR, but the, you know the clubs are are happy with what they've got. You you, you could uh, spend a bit of money on goal line technology, but the clubs don't want to do it. So you have to accept what we've got here. He mentioned uh, the role of Todd Cantwell, the manager. Yeah, because look, the, the, there's, there's times and places where you have to make fouls and tackles, and that wasn't one. You know that that one. Uh, he just needs to be careful. And now, listen, he's usually on the end of things like that. So there's another side of it where I like him to show his grit and stuff like that. This is a new level again for Todd. You know, he's he's not played in Europe in his career. He's obviously played youth international football, but he's not played in Europe as a as a as a player. So this is a new level for him again. The level compared to domestic football goes through the roof. You know, if you look at some of the players they have and. Listen, I think he would have learned a lot from tonight as well. He had a fantastic part in the in the second goal, but it's tough to get on the ball against these teams and they counter-press well and they're athletic and, and they're very organised. So it, as why I say, this is the best learning thing for our team, but the most important thing is next week, we try to get the right result for everybody. Manager's good and bad. He discusses both aspects of Cantwell's performance. Yeah, he's probably admitting he's quite lucky to have him available for next week. I think it was a Stonewall second yellow card. He's quite lucky. I think he's he, he plays with the crowd. He's very much quite an emotional involved yeah. with the crowd and I think he's just timed the tackle wrong and a lot of referees show him a second yellow. And I think going over to Holland, they're going to need all 16 next week. Um, the 11 and 5 subs and um, they can't afford the old discipline of losing a man because it will, it'll make a tough task even tougher. Do the Rangers fans love him? I think they do, don't they? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I think they've really bought into him, and I think he loves it. I think he likes the the love that, that they show him, and yeah. I think it's really important to him. He's, you see, he's constantly engaging with the crowd and waving waving them up. So um, I think it helps with the way he plays. Andy, how important is that to have somebody in your team who is a real character with a rapport with the crowd? Yeah, I think especially now because uh, he's also got a social media presence which is a big Has part he? of the <laughs> game and he, he likes yeah. to wind up this one and that one. Um, but the most important thing is for the supporters to be able to look at you, you know, be excited at the fact that you can make the difference no matter who the who the opposition is. And I think he's uh, one of Rangers' brighter players. Um, 
I like the fact that the referee was a bit lenient the other night. Mm. I like referees in general uh, being lenient. I mean, we saw a red card in the Arsenal game against Crystal Palace for two of the softest yellows I, I, I've ever mm. seen. So um, I know that uh, there are new rules in place this season, but I hope we're not going to get to a stage where we're getting yellow cards for, for very little. Two the, the threshold is so low anyway. Um, so I, I liked the referee the other night I thought he was experienced I thought he let a lot go you could tell the Rangers support weren't they happy with some of the, the stuff he was letting go but um, I thought he was fair Stephen yeah well I, I would I, I don't like I mean you look at the English fixture list it's, it's the mandate at the minute that just about everything's a yellow card Absolutely. and you're looking at this wasting time 12, 13 yeah. yellow cards have you had games. games where you've had Seven, eight, nine, ten minutes added at the end. Yes, because in my time at Wickham, we were well known as time wasters. <laughs> quite an unpopular <laughs> uh, team in the league. So <laughs> Stephen McGinn, what a time waster! Exactly, time waster McGinn. It was quite. Uh, I mean, it was. It wasn't pretty in the eye. It was part right. of the reason I didn't. It didn't bring the best out in me. But no. we were well known as kind of wasting mm. time if we were in the lead. So was it effective? It's something that always always happened in, in England. They always seem to have added more time anyway before this rule came in. Because there is, especially in the lower leagues in England, there was a lot of times you'd be 10 minutes and you're thinking, try to hold this on, this lead, <laughs> yeah. one nil lead for the last 20 minutes and we've got another 10 to deal with here. <laughs> Quick break here, it won't be 10 minutes, we're back after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. They pride themselves on honesty, integrity, quality and workmanship. Let's go! Bad night last night for Hebs 5-0 trouncing by Aston Villa. Any other phrases you want to use, Stephen McGinn? Uh, Villa Good night. thrashed them last night. Yeah, John would be pleased with that. For Hebs though, okay, they've got to concentrate and they've got to bounce back in the league because they're bottom of the league. They had no league game last weekend because they're through in the Viaplay Cup. But uh, yeah, bad night for Hebs. Let's hope Hearts can do something tonight. Do you think they can, Stephen? Yeah, I think Hulk. I think they'll need to yeah. win the game. I think it's a really difficult place to go um, in their way tie. So I think they have to take a lead over there. And the opposite, I think Aberdeen. I know they knocked out Hacking a couple of years ago, um, but I think Hacking in a, in a better place than they were a few years ago, as a, as a manager has said uh, in the, his press conference. So if Aberdeen can stay in the tie tonight and take it back to Petardry with with the dream still alive. Coefficient's important, Andy, isn't it? It is. It really helps. And any any positive result is yeah. good for everyone. And uh, especially at the top of the tree where, you know, Champions League football, the European stuff is changing so quickly. And you're going to have more games at the Champions League. And if you can get involved in that as a Scottish club, my goodness, what a difference it makes. And, and of course, if you're qualifying for the Europa League, the Conference League, I think all of this helps you become a, a better player. You've got news on Kieran Tierney. It's not definitive, Andy, but you've picked up some information from Spain. The Real Sociedad are still speaking to him. They're still interested. The talks are still ongoing between the club and Arsenal. Um, and I'm not surprised. Whether he wants to go and play in Spanish football remains to be seen. But I don't think uh, Celtic uh, and Real Sociedad are the only clubs that will be interested in taking uh, Kieran Tierney because he's a quality player this weekend it's going to be Ross County against Rangers that's the early kickoff, isn't it on Saturday Hibs Livingston Motherwell against Kilmarnock and Celtic against St John's and then on Sunday Dundee against Hearts St Mirren against Aberdeen Brendan Rogers speaking today to the media is speaking about well last weekend losing in the cup 
but he says they're going to bounce back. Well, I think what, what's important to, to understand in, when you're trying to be successful is that uh, losing and, and failing in games is integral to being becoming successful. So, uh, so, yeah, it was a disappointing result for us, of course. Didn't do enough to uh, to win the game. But um, but it's, it's also something you have to have at a club this size. You know, you have to have that mental strength and that mental toughness to to cope with with disappointing results and then be ready to go again. And that's what the players have been. They've been outstanding this week in, in training and uh, we'll look to take that into the game. Here's uh, some messages coming in. Here's Big G who's been on saying, he's a Celtic fan, um, our squad has been completely decimated with Jota away, Starfeld off, Hatati looks to be on his way in his opinion and heavy long-term injuries. Realistically, he's asking you, Stephen and Andy, how many players does Celtic need to sign before the window smashes as he discusses it Stephen what do you think so striker yeah I feel as if they're a bit light in the striking department I mean you're one injury away from only having one uh, I definitely think they'll sign a left winger um, and I think Lewis Palma fits the, the bill of being the Jota replacement um, plays in the left but a right footer Carries the ball, scores goals. I think he he covers the Jota replacement. Were Rangers interested in him before they went for Seema? I think they were linked with him. Mm. Um, and Seema obviously is, is the man they went for. I think Tilio is, is going to feel like a new sign in that old cliche. But when, when they get him back, he's another option uh, to play in the right wing. But I definitely feel as if they, they need a goalkeeper. I feel like they need a left back and I feel like they need a centre midfielder. Is that six? I count at the moment five or six five. I mean priority five. has to be a central defender given the injuries that they have there uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they get someone in on loan but as Stephen says you need a you need another striker and another wide player and you've got to remember Celtic will probably do business going out one or, yeah. one or two players will probably leave as well he's been speaking about Navroski and CCV and their injuries it was just literally if you, if you see the last moments of the game he's uh he pulled up with his hamstring just right at the last 10 seconds of, of the match at Kilmarnock. So, uh, so yeah, it's a real shame. Like I said, obviously, Cam and him, especially Cam in terms of pre-season, probably didn't, wasn't able to, to go through the pre-season with it. So, uh, uh, so, it's been, so this is a real disappointment for him because he's worked very hard to be back. But, um, but it's, it's just unfortunate, really. So, um, so yeah, so those guys will be out for that period of time. So he was asked what's happening then about Liam Scales. Yeah, I've said before, I really like Liam. I think there's been a, a, a partnership here uh, for the last couple of years with the guys and of course Carl leaving and, and Cam being injured for a lot of the pre-season and now means that there's change there. So, um, But with the numbers down, of course, Liam, was, uh, Liam will play a part. He can't go to Aberdeen, can he, Andy, given the injuries at the moment? Given the injuries, yeah. he has to stay and it might be an opportunity for him just to show that... I think the Aberdeen move last season was good for Liam Scales because he wasn't getting a, a look in at Celtic. Very difficult when you're one of the young players trying to come through to get game time, but he went to Aberdeen and he... I thought the games that I uh, saw him play towards the end of last season, I thought he showed up well. He obviously got that memorable goal, memorable goal against Rangers bit of a fluke but you know put a smile on his face and uh, someone who I thought was defending really well for Aberdeen and if he gets his opportunity at Celtic I think he'll be really excited by it 
Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I th- think he was a really important player for Aberdeen last year. Obviously, would have played against Rangers a number of times. So if he's given a nod next week, it's not as if yeah. it'd be anything new to him. Um, obviously, the, the, the scale of the match would be bigger, but those Aberdeen Rangers games are pretty tasty in itself. Lager Bielka, what did you think of him? Here's Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, he's a very mature guy for somebody who looks so young. But no, he's, he's listen, he's, he's up to speed in terms of games. He, he was only arrived into the building within a couple of days and obviously he's thrown into uh, a tough away game like away at Kilmarnock. So, uh, but I've got, you know, absolutely no doubt he will he will prove over time to be a, an excellent player for Celtic. And uh, like I said, he's, he's really up for the challenge and, and I'm looking forward to seeing that development. Andy, you like the look of him so far? Well, he's got something to offer. You haven't seen him at his best yet and you want to see how he plays in that hostile environment when you go to Ibrox um, in the Champions League where the big European games and where Brendan Rodgers has already said he wants to to try and make his mark. They'll be up against some of the the best teams in Europe. So um, I think these days that's where you judge uh, Celtic and I thought they competed really well last season they got what a couple of points but just in general the way that they played and uh, created chances it, it was an exciting team to watch and you know they'll be up against it of course you, you know you talk about the gap in finance between uh, Hibs and Villa yeah. you know the gap in finance between Celtic and some of the clubs that they'll play in the group stages of the Champions League will be just as big I think we're going to have the draw on this time next week guys so when you're on we'll have the draw which I think we had last season as well it was maybe Peter Grant was on that night Andy and he was really really good uh, Brendan <laughs> Rogers. a key question was then right, what about the signings what is it you need yeah ideally ideally I think especially at centre half it's a, it's a specialised position where for me the experience always helps you know so uh, we've got lots of young players in the squad uh, but naturally to bring those players on and, and bring them through, they need to play with players not just of experience but players of quality. So you need to you need to hopefully try and align both um, because you'll see the best of those players. You know the, the guys that are young and developing and, and dealing with the expectation. If they can play alongside the guys that's going to pull them through and then bring out that potential, ideally that's what you want. So uh, so that's something that we'll we'll look at. Experience, that's what you said, Stephen. Yeah, and I think if you, you look back on some of Celtic's major successes over the last two years, they, some of them carried real experience. You think of Joe Hart, Juranovic, uh, Carol Starfield, Aaron Moy, Jack and Marcus. Good ages, real good experienced boys coming in to help out with these young guys they're signing. I actually felt a bit sorry for the two centre-halves, young centre-halves last, last Sunday because... Yeah, I know the way Derek McInnes plays. He just left the two of them on the ball, went man for man, really limited the space, and they're looking up with very little option. Not the, not the same movement for the Celtic player. So they they looked to be they wanted to take responsibility, but I just felt a bit sorry for them at times. Um, so early into their Celtic careers, Andy, were they unlucky? Are Celtic unlucky at the moment with all the injuries? Uh, or Chris Sutton said a few days ago, I don't know whether it's arrogance or they're sitting on their hands, the board. Um, what's your take on it? Well, I, I can only imagine uh, some serious business will be done in the next seven days. I mean, Celtic have spent a bit of money already, you know, to get uh, the likes of Quan and Yang in. Um, Navroski but, as yeah, well. Navrosky, yeah, Navroski, Lager Bielka. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been players who have been brought in for a price, but 
I think when you lose big players um, like Jota, Amundis, I, uh, I, I've no idea what's going to happen with Rio Hatati. I, I thought he would be one of the key players for Brendan Rodgers. If he leaves, I think that would be a bit of a blow. You would need someone to uh, to back up his call. You've got David Turnbull, who's going into the last year of his contract. I don't know whether he is going to sign uh, an extension or maybe he will be be moved on as well. So I can only imagine that in the next seven days, Celtic will do a good bit of business and get at least one player in who the Celtic supporters will be really excited by. Stephen, do you expect that to happen? An exciting signing or two? Yeah, I, th- I think I think over the over the week, I think they'll get more than one signing. Yeah. I think there'll be a few coming to the building. I think Brendan will be demanding it. I think um, it just it, it does feel a bit. It feels as if it's missing that wee spark. And I know Jota. You can't think you're going to lose Jota to Saudi Arabia at the end of last season. Um, but he was such a big player for Celtic in terms of. Um, getting them going tempo of the game taking people on it can go both ways there's still that that, that little spark that they're missing to, to bring into the team Users next and then we're back with Andy and Stephen The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy They pride themselves on honesty integrity quality and workmanship Let's go Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic commercial and public sector customers with access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote, and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! And we're taking your calls on 0808 17 17 700. Thursday evening heading towards the weekend and it's a weekend that takes us back into the Cinch Premiership. Celtic joint top of the table with St Mirren and Celtic play St Johnson on Saturday as we mentioned. St Mirren, what a start for them. They wait till Sunday to play Aberdeen and Dundee against Hearts on Sunday because of the European matches Motherwell against Kilmarnock back to Saturday Hibs against Livingston and Ross County Rangers kicking off the weekend would you make many changes Andy if you're Michael Beale given that Wednesday's such a huge game but mind you so too is the league yeah the league's imperative but uh, you're right on the uh, the doorstep of the biggest game in the season it will define your season the money is just so important to, to Rangers but yeah, I'd imagine he'll make uh, maybe two, two or three changes. He's got a squad now, especially, you know, middle to front, where he can make changes and maybe not affect the, the balance of the team. Alice is on asking, have you a view about um, the weekend games? PSV, for example, they're not playing. This is what Michael Beale said about that. To be fair, we need to play this weekend in the league. You know, we had a we had a disappointing first result. We backed that up with a 4-0, and it's important that we play this weekend in future seasons, I think there's a discussion to be had because in this first batch of the season, we'll play nine games and some people will play four or five. So I don't think that's ultimately, I don't think that's fair, but it's the reality of being at a big club. So we mustn't moan about it. So, but I do feel that if other countries are helping their team have time to prepare, I would love time on the training pitch at the minute. We've played every three days and every three days the team gets judged with nine new players coming in. That Everything gets judged. So, yeah, I would like a little bit more time. But 
we need to go to Ross County this weekend and we need to win a game of football. And we've got more than enough time to recover from that and prepare to go and give it everything we can in Eindhoven. Andy, what's your view? Yeah, it depends what you want. I think players like to play. And I think especially just now, given that uh, you know Michael Beale is talking about the amount of new players coming in, and what I said earlier about those little relationships and understandings with people around you, goalkeeper and central defenders, wide players with our full-backs, the middle of the park, all of those little understandings that you want to get. And uh, Rangers are pretty much a, a, a new side, a lot of new signings. And I think players want to play. And if, if Rangers go up to Ross County, get a good um, get a good performance, get a couple of goals, players that are coming in and, and getting a chance, even for the manager, he might think, well, oh, he played really well on Saturday or I could bring him on on uh, Wednesday night if, if, if we need something. So I think it works both ways. Barry Ferguson said he would rather play than train. Stephen, what do you feel? I would rather play and I also would rather play and win. I wouldn't, Although you get the game back and you've got a game in hand, I wouldn't like Celtic to go six points in front of me. Um, they've got a chance on, on Saturday. They play before Celtic this weekend to put up a, uh, at the, the early kickoff to put a bit of pressure onto Celtic, as comfortable as they might have it against St Johnson at the minute. But everything Michael Beale said was why we brought back the winter break, all these early games, and then you've the mid-season to to prepare. And I think the 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 Dutch league only have two competitions. I don't think they've got a league cup. I think they play four less league games than us. So. They have got a bit more wiggle room in the, the schedule. What do you think? Give us a call. Some people would say, look, you've had the summer off. You are played, you paid really good money, especially at the big clubs, Rangers Celtic. I don't think it, it matters how much you're paid. You just want to be in, in good shape, no matter what, you are, what you're earning. You want to be, you just want to be in top form. And, mm. and it is really difficult. Celtic, I found this out years ago, the biggest games of the season come right at the start. And Rangers, I think, have done well to get as uh, many players in the door as quickly as they did to give themselves the best possible chance. It was difficult in the last playoff round, but they got through it. Uh, some big players had some big moments, mm. which, you know, they're already beginning to establish themselves uh, with the supporters. And, you know, I think uh, the game on Saturday is really important to get the three points. It'll be difficult against Ross County. Always is up there. And then, of course, you've um, not not just the midweek game. A, a week on Sunday, you've got the game against Celtic at Ibrox. I mean, are Rangers going to go in on a high or are they going to go in on a, a downer with the possibility of, uh, my goodness, if we if we lose on Sunday, we're, we're six points behind Celtic? Stephen? I just, I mean, you look at Celtic's schedule, it's, it's the one stage of the season where they aren't playing midweek and... They've already exited a, a cup competition and their injury list is getting bigger, not smaller. So you just have to deal with that. The one thing when you talk about the changes, I don't think he'll make the changes he made against Morton. I don't th I don't think he'll ever leave Tavernier and Barisic out again. I think that could that could could have backfired. Um they're too they're too important and, and the drop off to the replacements is too big. I don't think that happens again. The big two could have been out of the cup. They could have been. Couldn't they? Rangers against Morton. Yeah, it was, um, it was. It was closer than Rangers would have expected it to be. Yes, but yep. I, I think the whole the whole way Rangers play as designed with the fullbacks and they're so important. I, I just can't see any way they rest them to again and get into the weekend. There'll probably be two or three changes. Maybe Ryan Jack will, will step out. With he'll be pretty important in Nintoven. I would expect Matondo to come in for Sima and and I'd expect Danilo to come in for Dessers. Paul, a Rangers fan, is on. Good evening. Hi, Paul. Hi Paul, hi guys, yep. thanks for letting me on tonight. Good, no problem. Um, I just listened yep. 
Aye, good. Um, just listen to the conversation there and talk about um, no PSV getting a bit of wiggle room. Um, to, to obviously plus, never had a massive impact last year. Obviously, we beat PSV, and I remember from Broncos saying, "No, I don't want to have any games off. Just, just keep going with the schedule." Um, but just to kind of add a wee point in as well, obviously, I run to Europa League a couple of seasons back. Mm-hmm. I think that had an impact on us last year. If that makes sense, because. We effectively played, I think it was 19 games in the Europa League to get to the final, given all the qualifiers you have to play. Now that's in top of a league campaign with 38 games, mm-hmm. top of the League Cup and the Scottish Cup. No, That's why I think it had a massive impact on the amount of injuries we had last year. Um, it was an incredible campaign, um, but it obviously had its toll on a number of players. And I think we're now coming into this season seeming to have a better level of players with fitness and everything else and the likes of Tom Lawrence coming back and whatnot. And I wonder, you no, know, Celtic, on the other hand, are now are coming across bad luck and bad misfortune with injuries. Um, and maybe that's their run as well in Europe and also cup competitions. Just see what the guys think of that as well, do you know? Andy? Do yeah, you... I think what you're getting is uh, the big players. I mean, we all talk about Callum McGregor because he hardly misses a game and he plays for Scotland. And when Celtic were winning trophies and trebles and uh, back-to-back trebles and all the rest of it, I think he might have been playing around 60 games. But, um, you know, I, Celtic and Rangers have got the biggest squads. Uh, so in Scottish football, I, I don't think they need any any sympathy of course we we want our all of our teams to do well in Europe it helps it helps our game it puts it in a in a better light but uh, it is difficult when you're playing when you're a top player and you're playing a, a lot of league cup games Scottish cup games 38 league games you've mentioned there Paul the fact that Rangers played 19 games to get to a European final I mean those players won't want any of that back <laughs> They, they will have been delighted to have played as many games. They wouldn't want anything to change. It can be draining towards the end of the season. But I totally take your point if you want to... I mean, I don't think players... I mean, the, the game is all year round now, isn't it? You're, you're playing internationals in June. You're coming back maybe the first week in July, maybe earlier for some players. But you don't really want players to be playing more than, say, 50, 55 games in a season. It is very demanding, but I, I take your point that, uh, you know, the top players especially, they need a bit of rest and uh, it doesn't matter how much they're earning. You want them to be at their best for, for, for as long as possible. Stephen, what do you feel on that? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a real tough schedule for, for Rangers at the minute, but they, they have got the international break and I don't think they have too many at the minute that, that meet up with the national squad. So Michael Beale will be looking for a quick, just a quick bus. Can we... Not let the no narrow the gap. They'll be looking to to go level in points with Celtic next week when they play against them. Can we go into that international break level in points with Celtic and into the Champions League group stage, and then we'll give you a couple of days off to, to regroup after because it has it go it has quite a punishing start and the, the qualifiers it comes at you so fast. It's, there's such big games and to go again at the weekend and negotiate league cup ties when you, when Michael Beale's trying to rest a couple of players and. I just think there was a couple of times I mean Sterling's new in the building but a couple of times you get into an area and you're thinking if that's Tavernier Rangers maybe score there and, and the game's a lot more comfortable so it is hard to rest these players at the same time because there's so many so much competition's going on at the minute Paul your team's still very much in it it's going to be tough 
on Wednesday. Here's the manager speaking about the game. Yeah, we take a lot from it. Look, it's a, it's a new team in terms of uh, coming together, a lot of new players. There was moments in the game I'd like us to show a bit more composure and make more passes. I think it will make the game easier for us and we can stay with the ball a little bit more. That was the message, but the resistance is against a good opponent. Next week, uh, somebody has to win. And with the crowd, they'll obviously come for us, but that will give us spaces that we don't have domestically. And with some of the pace that we have and some of the players we have, that gives us big opportunities. What were your goals the other night before we talk briefly about next week? Because Barry didn't want to talk about the other night. He said, no, let's get the weekend out of the way. But Paul, the goals? Oh, they were... Listen, I wouldn't hide away. Like, I, I was... Me and 50 other thousand fans were, were calling about Seymour, but I mean, the goal was, well, it was outstanding. And I think, to be honest, it's a, it's a new team gelling together. And I think Rabbi Matondo seems a different player altogether. Whatever's happened to, to him, maybe it's injuries or whatever, but the guy was outstanding. He, he's got to play against Celtic in the, in the coming weeks. Um, he's got the pace. I think he's got a wee bit more about him than Sakala did, to be honest. I think okay. I loved Sakala, mm-hmm. played for the GLC but just didn't have the finishing touches at times, you know. Is it confidence um, maybe, Andy? Maybe Sorry. Well, I think, yeah. Paul, it's all about what Michael Beale was talking about earlier. It's all about the end product. You know, everything can be so promising. You can be one of the quickest players around, but if you're not setting up a chance for your striker or a, another teammate, if you're not getting a shot on target, if you're not scoring, it's really all about your, your end product. And I thought his finish the other night was just terrific. The whole move... You know, the one-touch stuff, the pass from Dessers, it was just weighted perfectly. He didn't even need to to break his stride to pass it into the net. It was a really, really confident finish. And I think that's what Rangers need just now. They need confident players who are on a bit of a high. You were at the game the other night, Paul. Are you going to be in Eindhoven? No, I'm not going to Eindhoven. I've got the old firm game right enough, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just heard you driving there. I thought maybe you'd set out already down to Dover, across on the ferry. <laughs> Uh, oh, Ross yeah. County, what's your prediction oh. for Saturday? Uh, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for... Uh, Paul, you asked me this all the time and I go yeah. optimistic and we end up struggling. But uh, uh, do you know what? I can't get away from it. I'll have my Rangers glasses on. I'm going to go for 4-0 Rangers. And do you know what? I'm looking forward to one player just to give a shout-out to Tom Lawrence. Can't wait till this guy comes back. Have you seen him play with Derby? He scores some cracking goals as well, just to get your thoughts on him as well. Yeah. He's a great player. Yeah, I liked him at the start of last season. I remember, I seem to remember him playing Easter Road against Hibs, where he showed up really well. But awful for any player to get uh, an injury, a long-term injury. You, you wouldn't wish that on anyone. And uh, yeah, like you, Paul, you just want someone like that to come back fit fresh and showing everyone what he can do. But Stephen, as you said, it's uh, there's real competition for places. Yes, uh, they've got a lot of options. I think they've got a, a few in the squad that that's their ideal position that they want to play be that number 10. So it's a real competitive area of the park. But as Paul said, he, he's someone fresh, add something new to the team. I, I'd written off Rabi Matondo, honestly. I, I, yeah, yeah. He, he's one of those you just expect to move on. He, he was quite a big signing last summer. Really didn't happen for him at all last season. But uh, real potential of adding something totally different to what Rangers have got almost like Diallo the year before remember he came and he went and he did well down south yeah yeah I remember uh, Diallo at Sunderland I did I covered a lot of games with Sunderland last season him and uh, Paddy Roberts were exceptional in actual fact I saw Paddy Roberts a couple of weeks ago against Preston did a Preston Sunderland game and Paddy Roberts was outstanding I mean he was picking the ball up in his own half and going past four or five players getting to the byline 
and they, he really gave their uh, defenders a torrid time. And I know that he's been spoken about going back to Celtic. I don't know what Celtic supporters think of you know players like that going back. But having seen him a, a couple of weeks ago, he was in top form. I mean, I remember him being in top form for for Celtic, you know, the first time around. And as Stephen was saying earlier, maybe linking up with um, with Kieran Tierney. But um, yeah, he was. He, he's he's definitely still got the hunger to go and make things happen and and take people on, get get you on the edge of your seat. It was uh, it was really good to watch. Of course, he was on the books. At Man City, and they paid a bit of money for him, didn't yeah, they? So you did. have to be able to yeah. play. Could you see that happen? Adi Roberts? Yeah. No, I think there's other areas of the park. Um, I think Telio is your, your Paddy Roberts type mm-hmm. player. He, he wants to play on the right. Obviously, left-footed, dribbler, small in stature as well. So I think there's other areas of the park Celtic need to strengthen. All right, Paul, I don't think you thought you'd be talking about Patrick <laughs> Roberts unless you... <laughs> fan round the houses here, isn't we? we are. Paul, thanks very much for calling 0808 17 17 700. Paddy Roberts is 26. So is it uh, he and uh, Kieran Tierney had a great relationship. Remember he went to Kieran Tierney, had to go to yeah. the, the yeah. in fact, the dentist, Dr. Ali, sorted him out <laughs> during the game and he came back. Right, yeah. He took the teeth in, well done, Dr. <laughs> Ali. Uh, of course, who does listen to the programme. I saw him at the uh, St. Andrews not that long ago. Stephen, any word from Petort, from um, hacking I don't think there is yeah, still so no far goals. Yeah. what's your prediction of the game I meant to say to you I know you think it's going to be really tough I think I, I think Hacking might win on the night but um, if, if Aberdeen can get it back to Pataudry maybe any sort of positive result and Pataudry under the light should be pretty special to get in the Europa League but they've got the, the safety net which Hearts and Hibs didn't have of they, they go, they've, they're guaranteed um, automatic group sure. football so it's a big thing it's a big it's, it's an even bigger incentive for finishing third in, in the Premier League so they have that safety net but I'm sure they'd when you look at the potential draw in, in the Europa League it's much more a glamorous uh, trophy so I'm sure they'd love to get the job done next week at Petardry I'm, I'm looking at the stats and it's 65% possession for, for hacking they've had four shots already uh, on goal um, so they're enjoying the, the line share of the ball but I think you, you expected that and you hope Aberdeen just uh, feel their way into the game and uh, you know try and try and get another good result. Andy, you're good at that reporting. Have you ever I... thought of reporting on TV and radio? <laughs> doing the ma- are you enjoying it this season going I'm into enjoying, the games down well, south? Well, I really enjoy going to yeah. the northwest. I was in Blackpool uh, last week and met up with my good pal uh, John McGinley on the Friday just to just to hear and see how Bolton were doing. How uh, is he? My He's old a great he is in good form. He's an ambassador there now and. Uh, they have got high hopes this season of not just getting promotion, but maybe going up automatically. It was a big blow for them to lose 4-0 against Wigan. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, been to a game on the Tuesday, Carlisle against Wigan. Uh, Wigan were very good. I mean, they, they drew the game one each. It was it was a couple of points they threw away. But I'm Sean, asking more about you than Wigan. Sean Maloney's put <laughs> oh, yeah. together a good side there. He's got young Liam Morrison, who was at Celtic. Yeah went on loan to, uh, sorry, signed for Bayern Munich mm-hmm. and he's on loan now at, uh, at Wigan and he looks a player. And you're enjoying it? I'm enjoying yep. the, I'm, where am I this week? I'm back at Preston, yep. doing uh, Preston Swansea and then I'm going to St Mirren Aberdeen on Sunday. Oh, good, good game. Stephen, what about yourself? We know you've missed the start of the season with an injury. How's it coming on? 
Yeah, so I, I got a scan uh, this morning, so hopefully it's clear it up and um, it'll not be too much longer. But we had a good, we had a good win the other night. Um, Big win, wasn't it? We were on TV this weekend with BBC Alba, away to Alawa, so we'll watch the other scores come in at three o'clock and, and right. hopefully do the business again Saturday night. So that's in the Gaelic then, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Kamaraha. Yeah. I think that one's okay, isn't it? So, and that was Sterling Albion the other night, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I, I think um, I think we got them at good time. I think they put exhausted. Lot, yeah. I think they put a lot into the Aberdeen performance. So they were excellent on the night I was there. Um, really, really could have taken the game to extra time. Quite unlucky with a chance near the end, but they were a bit more, were a bit flat on Tuesday night. Did you get out last night with your brother John, or were they back down the road straight after the game? Oh, they were back down straight straight after the game. Managed to catch up with with him and a few of the other guys I've, I've came across in the time, and um, they, they enjoyed the game, which is never a good sign from Not for the sure. home team. But I think they were surprised by how good a pitch it is, um, how good the venue like it is. Yeah. yeah, they they certainly didn't good. leave it a bit longer, the grass a bit longer. So they they loved the surface and they enjoyed the game. How did they travel back in cars? Did they just car share Aston Villa <laughs> Football Club, or did they fly? No, they flew back. Yeah, uh, last night. So. I think they enjoyed a couple of days at the festival. Oh, did they? <laughs> Is it still funny? <laughs> Easy. I'm not so sure. I saw yeah, his interview after the game, yeah. and he was uh-huh. getting a wee bit of heckling yeah. from some said, of the yeah. some of the stragglers at the Hibs in. Uh, it was just because they played so well. But I mean, how much did they make from John McGinn when he moved? What was the transfer fee? I think it was three and a half million. Wow, that's a huge amount of money, and that was how many years ago? Five years. Five years ago. ago. Yeah. Too much for Celtic at the time, apparently. I know. Yeah, we remember. Quick He's break and then, and then we're back. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, looking for promotion this season. And also Andy Walker, who had so many great times <laughs> with Celtic. Hibs, promotion. So many others as well. Promotion up. with Muddle. Yep. yep. Promotion with Bolton. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed out promotion with Sheffield United. We get beat. We get beat with a brilliant uh, David uh, Hopkins goal oh, at yeah. uh, Wembley yeah. for he, he one 0 at Palace. Last kick of the ball. What a goal it was. Andy dictating where we're going with this one just now. <laughs> Anything else about Wigan Promotions. you can tell us? Yeah. No, David Hopkins who became he was manager, wasn't he? Uh, at Morton, at eh? Morton uh, as well. Okay, oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Latest from Hacken, it's still nil nil with the Dons at the moment. Looking to this weekend, Ross County Rangers we mentioned. What about Motherwell against Kilmarnock so you've got a big interest there with your brother Paul at Motherwell I heard him saying in talk sport yesterday that young McGinn was coming on John's brother and I thought you're everywhere because you were on the on the Radio Shortbread last night the National Channel uh, you were in good form actually on Radio Scotland but it was Paul in the morning so what do you think of Motherwell against Kilmarnock this weekend? Well we're talking of Celtics injuries Motherwell for a couple of blows over over the last week or two if John Abika and there's the striker on loan from Arsenal, Beareth, going to be out for yeah. three or four months. Um, I know it's the, the tackle from Charles Dunn is taking a lot of noise, but it's such mm. a shame because he started so brightly, he was so good in that Hibs game. Um, and you're thinking it's amazing they could potentially have replaced Kevin Van Veen, not by goals, but in the area they're looking really strong. That it's a good partnership, the Wilkinson and Beareth, and, and all of a sudden they're back to potentially needing a, a striker in till January. Yeah, you, you mentioned him last week and, and said how good he was. I saw him at yeah. that game uh, against Hibs where he, he, what an impact he made coming off uh, the bench, you know, setting up the first goal and then getting the second himself. And I did think it was a really bad tackle. And I think Stuart Kettlewell was right to, to call it out. He's lost a, an important player. And we talk about 
uh, the, we've been talking about the squad size at, at Celtic and Rangers. Motherwell can ill afford to to lose a player that you know they've got from Arsenal on loan. He's made a terrific impact, and now he's going to be out for a good couple of months. It's a real blow for both the club and the player, of course. Another Rangers fan is on, Colin and Bell Hill. Hi, Colin. Hey guys, he's okay. Yeah, good. Hi, thank Colin, you. Colin. Good form. What are you thinking tonight? Um, well, just I, I think that last night's game. Uh, yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday yep. night's game. Yep. Um, I think uh, that's probably been one of Rangers' best performances under a new team. Mm-hmm. But I still think if they're going to if they're going to be using Barisic and Davenier as the width. I think they really need to go free at the back because, I mean, that's one game in what, maybe, including pre-season, maybe 10, 10 games maybe, mm-hmm. where they've kept a clean sheet. Every other game they've conceded goals. And against, like, like the Celtic and PSV away, they're going to concede again if they don't do something at the back. I mean, at the back, that's their most experienced kind of part of the team. That's, I mean, right, there's no change to anything yeah. at the park. Let's throw that first back. to Stephen McGinn. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, but Barry mentioned it as a, as a potential mm-hmm. option a few weeks ago. I, I didn't really see it. I know Michael Beal likes the 4-3-3 and the, the full-backs as, as the width, but he, he changed to the three in, in Switzerland and a lot of success with it. I do agree. I think it's something that they'll have to think about for going over to Eindhoven. Um, PSV really hurt them in the wide areas, and as I said, I thought Conor Goldson and John Suter had to they had to play really well to to limit uh, PSV's chances when they, when they got into those areas. So it's definitely something they need to consider. I seem to remember John Lundstrom dropping in to be an extra central defender when Rangers were making that run yep. to the Europa League final. But it's the it's the way that Michael Beale wants to play. It's the way that they had success when they were, they were up against teams like uh, PSV on that run mm-hmm. to the Europa League final, albeit under under Steven Gerrard and you know different personnel with uh, the likes of Kent and Morelos who were so important at that time. But that's what Rangers need uh, need uh, just now, Colin. They need players to be the ones that the the manager, the coaching staff and the supporters can rely on. Some of these players that you maybe don't know an awful lot about, uh, they need to show they can do it at this level and, and you can begin to trust them. Here's how Michael Beale summarised the 2-2 draw and he's looking ahead to next week. I think so, yeah, of course. Naturally, we'll go across and be extremely positive. There was moments of tonight's game where I thought we were very good. I thought we scored two good goals. I thought all night we caused them problems defensively. There was areas of the game that we'd want to improve in, for sure. Um, But everything's to play for. We wanted to set up next week. We never had the game fully under control because at this level and against the level of opponent we're playing against, it's hard to have the game fully under control. But with 10 or 12 minutes to go, we had the result under control. So we'd be super, super disappointed we're conceding from a set play because... Jack had a good game without having to make big saves and then we have the massive opportunity even after that to win the game. So we need to get rid of the frustration. It won't help us. We need to reset. Obviously, we have a game in between, which might be a good thing uh, to keep our mind on and then we'll go across to Eindhoven and it's a cup final. Colin, are you feeling maybe confidence too strong but you're very much in it? You've got a great record. You did it last year. What do you think? 50-50, I think. I think uh, they, I, I don't think there was much between the two teams in Tuesday night. 
I'd like I'd like to see I'd be disappointed if like if Celtic went and got that Lewis Palmer because Rangers have been interested in him all summer and I think he'd be a good addition to to help in the wide areas. Uh, he's a he's a he's a and goals are pretty decent as well for a wide player. Fair uh, Celtic are possible looking at him as a replacement for Jota, and I think he's that type of player. Well, if Celtic are listening, Andy, they might just be encouraged to go then when, you know, big Rangers fan there is saying they would have loved to get him. Yeah, Colin's yeah. bigging him up and I think that's what the Celtic supporters want. They want a player who will be able to excite them a bit like Jota did. Colin, what's the scoreline? Ross County this weekend? Should win fifth. I, I still don't see his keeping a clean sheet right enough, but maybe 3-1. 3-1 you reckon Colin thanks so much for calling 0808 17 17 700 this time tomorrow night someone will be on with a chance to win £250 with our friends at the Alea Casino are you still giving clues? Uh, <laughs> that was the first night wasn't it? yeah that's that right who is the manager of uh, uh, Al Etihad? Yeah, is it Rangers Stephen Gerrard or <laughs> Stephen Gerrard or Stephen Gerrard I thought AIM was for answer no the other way around right uh you can go to thisisgo.co.uk and you could be on tomorrow night. And tomorrow night it's going to be with Mark Guidi and Craig Moore is going to join us tomorrow night. Barry, not with us tomorrow evening. So we talked Rangers there with the game coming up. We'll go back to this coming weekend. But a few people have been on saying, what is happening with the contract with Rio Hatati? So apparently Celtic were looking to extend it from 26, 2026. The manager was asked about it today. No, no. Listen, I have regular communication with with Michael Nicholson, and uh, we, we speak on a daily basis. So, so now it's something that's been ongoing for even from before I arrived. So, uh, so yeah. But there's no there's no update on it. We just look forward to him coming back. He's going to be a really important player over the course of the preseason. It was the case of looking at all the players and, and see where they're at. And, and like I said, I've got. I haven't worked with a lot of these guys, so I'm fresh in. And, and of course, you're looking to see uh, how they work. But I think after that first game, uh, Rio recognised uh, the following week. He's, he's, you know, his quality, his intensity in training was at a really, really good level. And then, obviously, he came into the Aber- Aberdeen game. And you could see when he first arrived in that they had, they had that mentality back. So it was really unfortunate that that he got injured but for me he's he's clearly a very good player and and of course I want to work with good players and he was one of the best players last season can he be again this year for Celtic? Yeah he can if he gets the game time I'm sure he's still got the quality I know that Celtic will have tweaked the, the way they play under Brendan Rodgers but Atati I think has shown that he's he's got great ability great passing ability gets the odd goal and had a good understanding with so many of the players that are there. I think he can still be an important player, but it's been really interesting to see that a player like that is not... He wasn't in the... You know, he was on the bench first couple of games. I know he picked up an injury at Pataudry, but the fact that David Turnbull had come in and, you know, uh, to be fair to him, he took his chance with a couple of goals in the first game of the season against Ross County, but a bit surprising that Hatati wasn't in from the start. Did you take much from that as an indication? I think I think Celtic learned a lesson from a few years ago that keeping players that didn't want to be there just doesn't work. No matter how good you are, if Rio Hatati's head is turned and he doesn't want to be there, then Celtic need to move on. But I don't I don't read too much into um, knocking back contracts 
it's part of the negotiation and mean definitely means you're you're leaving. I mean, even diddies like me have not back <laughs> initial contact uh, offers. So you uh, I, I think I think once the window shuts, if, if Celtic up their offer, there may be room for Rio Hatati if this promise is made, maybe a, a clause is put in if someone pays a certain amount then then you can go because this time next week the, the Champions League draw is going to be made. There's going to be a real attraction in some of these games for some of those Celtic players to play on. He's now opened himself up. We can call him a I diddy know, between now and then. You can't. Aberdeen are still at nil-nil. A bit more on Celtic then. They're playing this weekend against St. Johnson. They lost against Kilmarnock. Um, is it going to happen again? I'm not saying this weekend. In fact, a goal coming in. Tell us, Stephen. Yeah, goal for Hacken. 1-0 to Hacken. Oh, dear. So the Dons are a goal down after, what's that, nearly? Yeah, 30, 36, 36 minutes. 36 minutes, thank you. So here's Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, listen, it will happen again. I think that there's there's absolutely no doubt about that. You you lose games of football. Uh, for us, it's the very early stages of a process that we're in. We're obviously not helped by the numbers of injuries and, and whatever we have, but we, uh, we're in a process where the players will get better, the, uh, the game idea will look better, um, but it's just uh, just at the beginning of that process. So, uh, but whilst you're you're finding your rhythm and uh, and the quality of your game, clearly you have to you have to get results, and that's why we're here. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go. Former Rangers star and man of many clubs: Tottenham, Sunderland, England, of course. Jermaine Defoe, Andy, he's been on speaking about Steven Gerrard and saying how tough it was sometimes for some of the players who came in under Steven Gerrard in Europe. It's in Scottish Sun, I see. Yeah, yeah Jermaine Defoe talking about the fact that Steven Gerrard was saying some of his uh, big-name signings froze on uh, European nights at Ibrox. So uh, it just tells you the type of pressure that players come under when they're in, when they're in front of a, a big crowd with so much to play for. Did you ever freeze in either of the two? A big European night or uh, at Ibrox? Didn't have a lot of European experience. We were always two-legged affairs and we just didn't have the you know, the strength, the capability, the tactical noose maybe. Uh, the best One of the best um, European night I had was actually my first one. We played Borussia Dortmund at home. We, mm-hmm. we beat them 2-1, but we conceded an away goal and that was always yeah. tough. I always remember the the time we played Partizan Belgrade mm-hmm. and we got a reasonable res- uh, result over there we, we got an away goal we lost 2-1 Mike Galloway had scored but we lost 5-4 eh, sorry we, we won 5-4 at home but we were out on the <sighs> away goal drill and we were still yeah. chasing another goal when we were 5-3 up on the night just just a bit of naivety yeah. and I, I would have loved to have had the opportunity to be in a, a group stage where you're guaranteed you know, three home, three away, that would have been great. And just to see guys like mm. Paul McStay on that, yeah. that type of mm. stage, it would have been marvellous. Where he should have been. Hacken's goal came from Lyonie in 36 minutes, as Stephen told us. Stephen, did you ever freeze in a big game? Either at Sheffield United or Watford? Or yeah, yeah, I mean, you play these games, you go out with the right intentions and mm. the other teams start well and you just can't get going with individually or as a team. And it's a horrible feeling. Mm. I mean, you, you, you're out in the park, you're aware that you... You're not you're not playing well. The team's not playing well, and you're trying everything to to get it going. Just that's why it separates the top boys, the, the guys that, that that can find a way to 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 still win when it's just not happening for you. So the Glasgow Derby is coming up very soon. Partick Thistle against Queens Park this weekend. 
that'll be uh, well Jags had a terrible result last week didn't they Andy and also Queen's Park top of the table big result for them at Arbroath yeah Queen's Park looking good and yeah. I know they've got a good style of football about them and uh, you just wonder whether they can go one better than last season I know they lost in the playoffs but um, yeah they've started the season well still such a long way to go Sure is. Morton against Arbroath, Dunfermline, Wraith Rovers, Air United against Dundee United, Airdrie against Inverness. Stephen, what are you thinking? Dundee United, everyone, well, not everyone, but they're the favourites still with you? Yeah, I think, uh, I've said before, I think if they can keep Louis Malt fit, mm-hmm. um, I think it gives them the quality to just edge them over the line. But a brilliant start from Queen's Park, you know, um, interesting managerial appointment and he started three out of three and negotiated I mean a bro if I know they've not started well at all yeah. but it's never easy to go up there the pitch never plays well it's always blown a gale um, so big three points there. and what about Dunfermline against Wraith Rovers so Dunfermline you know them well played them a few times last season yeah tasty derby mm-hmm. you know they've already had a, a real good game in the League Cup uh, campaign but Dunfermline have got a lot of momentum they've they've a long time since they lost a football match um I think it's maybe one or two defeats so since since Christmas or something as, as good as that. So they've got momentum coming into the season. And the Derby, Falkirk in the first division, your own club against your old club, Alloa. Yep. The Wasps. The Wasps, yeah. Yeah, well, it's good that it's, uh, they're getting a bit of recognition. It's live on uh, one of the BBC yeah, Scotland channels. So yep. uh, I think that always helps players. Just uh, they've got a new uh, audience to, yeah. to try and impress. Must be frustrating for you just now Stephen because I was about to say isn't it great football's back week three coming up but actually you haven't kicked the ball yet but you've done all the pre-season yeah it was it was a decision that, that had to be made it, if it wasn't if we were midway through the season I'd have probably pulled, pulled out earlier in the week but as we were getting closer I was just that excited to start the season and um, another quest for, for another league title but I had to make the decision for myself and for the team and to be fair the boys the other night they were excellent and it's a real tricky game going to Alaba um, on Saturday so hopefully they can dig out another big performance Let's hope so I told people earlier in the week I saw Jim McAnally told you during the break yeah. there Andy uh, former Celtic and Dundee United He, he was, was absolutely was brilliant work? for Dundee yeah. United when, he? when United yeah. were going to Barcelona mm-hmm. when they were going to Borussia Mönchengladbach yeah. Uh, when they were one of the top teams in Europe for those you know two-legged affairs home and away when the away goal counted Mm -hmm. under Jim McLean United were exceptional and Jim was in that team part of a Mm -hmm. part of a special Dundee United side yeah he did the kilt walk at the weekend for back on site and it was brilliant to see him there helping to lead out 3,700 people isn't it amazing he did about 10 years up in Peterhead I'm not talking about the prison just Peterhead football team (laughs) <laughs> the blue tune, the of blue course, tune. and he has, you know, he's, he's a season ticket holder at Celtic. I would Celtic, the team closest. But they, to his lo- heart, they love, they love him in the blue tune. And in fact, somebody, one of the directors, was there and said they should erect a statue to Jim McAnally, a Glasgow Fantastic. boy who did great stuff there. Well, well, good yeah. on him doing as soon twenty as he, mils. As soon as he leaves, they they drop out the division. Back to, back to League 2 amazing job he did there over a number of years he sure did and Sai was his uh, assistant for a while as well before he moved on so shall we go to the Premiership for this weekend uh, Motherwell Kelly we touched on what's your scoreline on it Andy? we talked about uh, yeah well Kamarnock have impressed yeah. everyone with the start to the season and uh, Motherwell have that uh, blow you know uh, yeah. Beareth yeah. not being available for some time I'm going to go for a score draw here going for a Score draw. What do you think, Stephen? 
Well, Kilmarnock are looking like they're not giving yeah. much away. Mm-hmm. I've gone for a draw, but no goals. No goals, no, right. Zero, okay. zero. Yep, and Kelly, are they going to be top six? You can change one of your predictions this season. Do you want to say Kelly? I mean they look they look really strong they look like a proper Derek McInnes team um, huge similar, similarities to the Aberdeen team really aggressive organised really fat a lot of legs in the team so yeah real real promising start for them Always difficult when you're going to a club and remember Derek McInnes took over them when they were in the championship yeah. bit of pressure to get them back but he did yeah. that last season really impressive at home really awful away from home and he obviously wants to improve that, but it just shows you that managers make a difference. And you know, with his experience, Kamanok should be a lot better uh, this time round. What about Hibs against Livingston, Andy? Start with you then, Easter Road. Look, we know the story, the hangover for some of the clubs like Hibs and Hearts when they're in Europe. Well, it's the fact that the tie is over. To have lost mm. five at home gives you absolutely no chance when you go to Birmingham next week. And there is no other option here for Hibs other than to win. First of all, to get themselves off the foot of the table. But I think for Lee Johnson, just so important that uh, he keeps his supporters on side. To lose at home to Livingston, who have got very modest resources. And, you know, Hibs are, are, are spending six, seven hundred grand on Dylan Venter. They've got Ellie Yuan, they've got uh, Lafondra, and. Um, Hibs need to win that one just for, for Lee Johnson just to still be in, in good terms with the home support. Do you think they will? I think they will. Um, I think they've got enough and they should be able to cope with a game on the uh, the Wednesday night and then they, they play on the Saturday. I know there's a different aspect, uh, a Thursday and a Sunday, mm. but uh, three o'clock on a Saturday, I expect Hibs to win that and they want and need to make amends, they need to get points. I see David Martindale said, the draw with Rangers at Ibrox in the Via Play Cup will give his club a huge financial boost. But what about Saturday, Stephen? What do you think is going to happen? I think they'll get another boost because I think they'll go to Easter Road and win. Do you? Yeah, I do. I think I've um, seen a bit of Hibs this season. I think they're struggling to keep the ball out on the net. I do think there's goals in the team. I think they're always a threat. I think they can score from a number of areas. But... I think um, other than the Aston Villa boys last night, I think David Martindale will be most pleased at the outcome of last night um, because it wasn't for a lack of effort. Hibs left everything out there last night and as Andy said, to go again a few days later on the Saturday and what is a must-win game, I think Livingston will, will enjoy the occasion and the chance to, to put an extra dampener on Hibs' season so far. So I've gone for 2-1 Livingston. I, I think if, if Hibs lose that, then I think things begin to change the 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 level of um you know people being against Lee Johnson I think it will increase the level of of stick the players will get it'll increase and that's a it's a massive game for Isn't Hibs on Saturday sure. because they've already started the season poorly of course if they don't win on Saturday the three fi- fixtures to come for them are Aston Villa away mm. Aberdeen away Kilmarnock away wow Difficult to pick up, obviously, yeah. Villa. We know the story there. Um, will Villa play a really strong team again? Well, we, you don't know, but... I, I don't expect yeah. Una Emery to go out and make wholesale changes and play the kids. I expect it to be another really recognised Aston Villa team. So, the other games, we'll come back to the biggest two. Rangers, who play Saturday, and Celtic, who play 3 o'clock on Saturday. Rangers playing early. What about Dundee against Hearts? What are you thinking there? Tony Doherty would love to get a win. Yeah, um, Obviously, you're hoping that Hearts the same put a lot into to, um, tonight's 
game, but I've, I've gone for Hearts to win that one, 1-0. One well, you think they'll yeah, have they've, yep. yeah, they've got a strong squad. I know they're playing Shankland and Boys tonight, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one up, one off, but Hearts have, I think, signed well. And I saw Dundee at the start of the season getting a point at home to Motherwell. Mm-hmm. I thought Luke McCowan was the player who really made a big difference for them uh, from 30, 40 yards uh, from goal. I thought he was the, a very creative player, but I expect Hearts, with their experience, um, to get all three points. They're, they're going to do what they haven't done often in the past when it's Europe. Mm. The, you know, the bounce back is not there, the recovery time. Is that really hard, Andy? Because you did well, play... I can remember it was all different. I can remember we played on a was that a Thursday? We mm-hmm. played on a Thursday away in Georgia and we had a game on the oh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you weren't allowed to move your game mm-hmm. to the Sunday. I've never really mm-hmm. known yeah. what the difference is between Wednesday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Sunday. It's still the same it's the same amount of respite, you is know. It psychological. Maybe? I don't know what it yeah. is, but it always seems to throw up some sort of problem, but Hearts, I think, have got a, a strong squad. I think they've recruited well and they should have more to more than enough to beat Dundee. Good game ahead in Paisley. St Mirren, Aberdeen, what do you reckon, Stephen? Yeah, I've gone for a home win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really impressed with St Mirren so far. Uh, Stephen Robinson team, always really hard to beat, really organised, but I said in the show, I, I think they've they've signed really well. I think that Menemans a huge player. I think Greg Kilty's playing really well. Uh, Mandarin... Mm-hmm. Already scored scored a couple of goals uh, for St Mirren, so I've gone for the edge at two one. Andy, I'm going to go for the away team here. I like the fact that Aberdeen are bold. They've got Duke. They've got Miofsky. Um I know that they've lost uh, a few players, primarily yeah. um, Ramadani. You know, Ramadani yeah. and McCrory, who went to yeah. uh, Bristol City. But I like Scales the, is not there. Yeah. yeah, I like Clarkson in midfield and Graham Shinney as well. So I'm going to go for uh, an away win. And what about Saturday then? The weekend kicks off Ross County against Rangers and Michael Bale. He was asked actually about interest from Leeds in Glen Camara. Uh, nothing that I've heard about that. So unless anything's happened while we're preparing for the game, no, no, there's nothing concrete on that right now. So what do you think though? Not that that would affect that, but Glen Camara could get them a few million. They're saying up to five I, I've, million. I've always yeah. enjoyed watching Glen Camara. I think he's got a lot to offer, but obviously he's, he's not fancied at Rangers now. They want to get a bit of, a bit of money for yeah, them, but... Sure. It's a game Rangers need to win to give themselves a boost, not just for Wednesday, but also for next weekend because it gives them an opportunity. We're assuming if Rangers win, Celtic will also uh, win and it gives Rangers a chance to, to get back in level terms because the uh, for Celtic to go six ahead at this point, you're wondering if Rangers are good enough to claw that back. They won't win all their games um, and it's a significant lead at this stage of the season if Celtic get six in front but I I do expect Rangers to go up to Dingwall and um, and get all three points all three points what do you think Ross County Rangers yeah it's the start of a massive week for the Rangers mm-hmm. players and for Michael Beal um, I don't think it's going to be free flowing difficult timing difficult fixture up to Dingwall half 12 on a Saturday but I think they'll narrowly win it 2-1 let's hear Brendan Rogers about the game with St Johnson well for us we have to impose our our intensity in the game and our um, every game is, it'll be a challenge and we know that but I'm really looking forward to playing at home um, at the first game which was a great atmosphere uh, we've been away for a couple of games feels like longer but um, but the chance to come back home and play and uh, and, and get get back on track again 
feels really good. So I'm looking forward to be a full house and uh, we'll be ready for it. Stephen, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I think it's a, the best fixture possible at the minute to bounce back. I think there'll be a reaction from the Celtic players and I think they'll win comfortably 3-0. Andy, what do you reckon? Celtic, St. Johnson. Yeah, you just wonder about St. Johnson at the moment. Horrible start to the season for, for them and they need to look to their experienced players. Uh, maybe Ryan McGowan, Liam Gordon. But Celtic at home in a game where they will dominate possession. You, you imagine, even allowing for the fact that they were poor last week, at home, um, I I can only see them winning comfortably by, as Stephen says, maybe two or three goals. And the final word on transfer speculations is Brendan Rodgers. I think well, we need to improve the squad, but there's no confirmation on names. There's been lots of names that have been floated about. So um, so as soon as we sign anyone, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll bring the news here first and go radio. Stephen, you're smiling. I'm just saying we've floated about a few. Yes, we have indeed. That's right. <laughs> Andy, thanks so much. Always See you a pleasure. Week. Enjoy Deepdale at yes, the weekend. Yes, we'll And Stephen, good luck for the match with the Wasps. Yes, thank you. Thanks so much. Tomorrow night we're here with Craig Moore and Mark Guidi at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.